Bold and Blonde. Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast. The podcast to get tools for a powerful mind you can use immediately every day. Get tips, tricks, skills and inspiration to create what you desire and achieve a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pub. And hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. I'm your host, Kathy Tate from Australia. With me, as always, your host, Daisy Papp from America. Hi, Daisy. Hi, my dear co-host from Australia. I'm sending you much greetings from North America. <laughs> it always feels weird to me saying from America because technically we know you're not from America, but you live in America. As so I was like, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the introduction would become lengthier if you'd say Daisy Pop, who was born and raised in Germany, lived here, there, and now resides in the US. So I think it's good that you say <laughs> Daisy Pop from America because that's where I'm tuning in from. Absolutely. And so today, Daisy, I've got an episode topic for us that actually has been requested by one of our audience. So I'm excited to bring it up and have a chat about it. It's an interesting topic that I think applies to everyone, anyone, anywhere. And it is talent versus practice. I think that is a very, very good topic suggestion. So thank you very much to the dear listeners who requested or suggested this topic. Yeah, I think it's a very important topic. Why? Because there are many talented people who don't practice their talent. And then there are many people who practice what they're not talented in or at. I think it is very good to speak about it because we can achieve a lot with little talent, but lots of practice instead of having lots of talent and not doing a thing with it. So I really appreciate that topic. Yeah, I agree. And I also think it's worth discussing the possibilities of your success when you don't have a heap of talent, but maybe you love something, you're passionate about it and you put the hard work in. You don't have to have this magical ingredient called talent is what I'm naming it. Having said that, I think that everybody does have a talent. And I think that when I say that, I mean there's something inside everybody that lights them up. And that's my belief that we all have one thing that we're either really good at, we're really passionate about, or it just lights us up within and I'm not sure that is exactly defined by the word talent, but I'm going to lend it to this episode because I think it matters here. There's a question, should we always follow that or should we have that as our hobby, our passion on the side? Like this is a dilemma I know for a lot of people who would like to make money from the thing that they love but find that super difficult or super challenging and end up doing something else for a living and then do that passion on the side. Okay, I'd like to circle back where I heard you say, and correct me if I overheard an aspect of it. If I remember correctly, I heard you say that everyone has talent and 
a talent is something that lights them up internally. Did I get that right? Yeah. So I believe everybody has something that lights them up. I'm not sure talent is the best word for it, but we're going to use it in this episode. Okay. Okay. I just want to try and describe what I was going for there mm-hmm. okay. with the light up. Okay. So in the meantime, I pulled up in the dictionary what talent is defined as. A marked innate ability as for artistic accomplishment or natural endowment or ability of a superior quality. A person or group of people having such ability. Now, I believe talents are gifts. Now, we're all gifted. What happens to the gifts during our upbringing is tragic in most cases. Even when you look back at A. Ludwig van Beethoven, who had great talent and was tortured by his alcoholic father, or when you look at Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who was an absolute prodigy, super talented, and also rather stolen of his childhood or deprived of his childhood by his father who saw his talent. Now, talent is a gift. What is done to it and what we do with it or our parents, the people who we grow up with, surrounded by, is a totally different story. I truly believe that we are all born with talents that must not necessarily be artistic. It can be craftsmanship. It can be talented in being such a good listener, can be athletic, can be in poetry, can be in abstract drawings or abstract thinking, coding. Mm -hmm. Now, when the talent is found and nourished purposefully and carefully, then it can flourish. How many of our listeners, including you at this time, Kathy, because you listen to me speaking, can remember a time where maybe you have a memory, you were a little child and you just loved doing something. You just enjoyed doing it. And then the adults surrounding you or maybe other children bullied you. Ah, oh, come on, why are you doing this to the caterpillars? Or why are you trying to dissect a dead mouse? Or why are you doing this? Or why do you read so much? And then there was a feeling as a response within us an emotion that I think I note that as embarrassment. So I stopped doing it. So I do believe that it's the external forces that are clipping off the talent wings. Now, let me give you an example from the other end of the spectrum. There are parents, and I'm speaking about parents because I've seen it many times, that had unfulfilled dreams and project those unfulfilled dreams onto their children And because I couldn't do it or I was an athlete and then I got injured, I never could make it to the Olympics. And now you, my child, will be doing and finish what I started. And with talent or without talent, with practice, you can make up so much talent. Even an untalented child that, let's say, practices 8,000 hours, 8,000 hours playing the violin will become more talented over time during practice. That means then that it worked for it. It was not given. 
It wasn't born with that talent or it was not born with that specific talent or it was not born with that silver spoon. It's also sometimes said. Well, probably the silver spoon refers more to privilege, actually, than to a talent. Yes, I agree with you. I also think that a talent is a privilege to have, especially when it is not clipped away during our upbringing. Yeah, I can see that, but it's a different type of privilege. Yes, yes. It's more like an honor or like you say, a gift, whereas a silver spoon brings connotations of having a lot of money and being able to do whatever you want, which probably is a great way to nurture a talent. There you go. Endless funds. There you go. (laughs) Oftentimes those silver spoon babies' parents are too busy with other things and societies and red carpets and other entertainment instead of focusing on the talents of their children. Yeah, I like that you've brought up both sides of the wheel there because I think that definitely happens and probably in a lot of places where I think people can sometimes see their kids as an extension of themselves And they can perhaps even make assumptions around, if I liked it, then my kid will too. And perhaps it begins there. Or perhaps they're even doing it without really analysing what they're doing. Like maybe they think they're doing the right thing for their child, Mm. teaching them hard work and dedication. And I can only imagine the hours and the effort that Olympians, for example, put into their training Like just to practice something for eight hours a day is mind-boggling. Now, I know I practice accounting probably that much, but that's very different to me because it's mental to do something physical for eight hours a day till they get so good at it, they become the best in the world is mind-blowing. And that comes with that practice and that hard work and that perspiration. Mm. And I guess the question is, is the gold medal winner the one that has the talent as well as the practice? Is that why they are the pinnacle or can practice beat talent just through sheer hard work and willpower and dedication and consistency and all of those powerful attributes we are so capable of if we put our mind to it. Mm. Well, I wonder if we can come to a conclusion during this episode, because this is a very big question. Now, nevertheless, I can be as talented as I wish in basketball But I don't have the height to it. So I don't think that anyone with the height of 5.6 has real chances in a male dominant sport in basketball, if I was a male, amongst those really big, tall guys. Now, my talent can be as great as anyone else's greatly talented in basketball. I'm not sure if there are limitations to the physique of someone. I'd like to add another aspect here and put a spotlight for a moment on that. I know of talented people who do nothing with their talent. Now, we could ask them, so why are you not doing anything with your talent? Well, it doesn't drive me. Not interested. I got it and I don't care. Fine. So you see, it goes back to the own responsibility. When I am gifted, what I do with my gifts is nobody else's business once I'm an adult. Of course, as a minor, then I have caretakers who can 
steer me, if I'm lucky, gently. If I'm not so fortunate, then they can force me, like Ludwig and Wolfgang, when we go some of the greatest composers of our times, I believe. Now, let's say your grandchild shows specific talents he has zero interest in. What are you going to do with it? Well, I would like to think that I'm going to encourage him to try lots of things and follow what makes him happy. Okay, but let's say he once sees a keyboard when he's two years old and he starts playing Mozart's little night music, although no one has ever taught him. What are you going to do with that? I understand it's a personal question that I'm asking you and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think these are questions. What can we do with it? Look, and I give you an example that is also a very private example. My son has the voice of, oh my goodness, that man can sing. I'm telling you, he's not doing anything with it. He doesn't care. He's not interested. He sometimes for entertainment, we can be lucky when he's in the mood and then he gifts us a tiny little snippet of his talent. But <laughs> other than that, he's not doing anything with it. Fine. Well, You know what? I think perhaps this is my dilemma at the beginning because I spoke about when things light you up mm -hmm. and then I spoke about a talent being a word we're going to use here and maybe they're not always going to be the same thing. I'm very good at management accounting. Like it is my jam. I fell into it, I'm saying that in inverted commas, because I believe I was meant to take this path. And it is definitely a talent of mine. Does it light me up like the way the podcast does? Hmm. Not quite the same way, <laughs> right? So they're very different. Mm. So I have a talent I can make money at, which is fantastic. Yes. But I have this thing inside me that lights me up, that drives me to make Bald and Blonde with you and to share everything that I've learnt to the world as much as I can, as far as we can. And so I think that they could be two different things or maybe I've just been blessed that I've got two things that kind of drive me and it's been a challenge reconciling them at times. but. I'm pretty happy with my life and the fact that I have these two things that drive me and now I have a wonderful grandson that's a third driver. And to answer your question, I actually don't know what I do. Sometimes I think you can only imagine what you would do, but when it actually comes to the crunch time and it happens in your life, you really don't know if you're going to do it the way you thought because you won't really know how you feel until that moment. Now, I can imagine if he's gifted that I wouldn't want him to waste it, but I'm not driven by that. I'm driven by what he is fulfilled by because I feel like that's been the most important thing I have found for me. And the podcast is a big part of that. And that's why it lights me up. And I want him to be lit up. Mm. And I don't care what it is, mm. but I will be right behind him going, mm. yes, whatever it is for him, just as I've tried to do with my son. I think that when we discover a talent in someone, we are responsible of handling it very gently because it's very fragile. Let's say you and I spend time in Australia two years from now and we're both around your grandchild 
while he's doing what he's doing. And we just look at one another. Look at that. Is that a talent? And let's say the two of us agree that absolutely, yes, this seems very talented. That doesn't mean that he will be talented when he turns six years old to his peers, that he will still be as talented. Now, it is very fragile and it depends on us what we do and how we handle it. Because when we make it sweet and encourage, then we may not break it. When we get overexcited and already see your little grandson in the big symphony hall playing the piano concerto number, then we might break it because then that's our vision and not his. But when we can inspire him, that vision is lovely. And I feel he feels in alignment with it. Then we can guide him. We can hold his hands while he's walking. We can encourage him when he has a little bit of a downfall, when he has a little bit of a break or he wants to have a break or he thinks, no, now I didn't win the Frédéric Chopin competition. Oh, you're making it hard for the transcript. <laughs> you can't just say tennis comp. <laughs> Not tennis comp. Frédéric Chopin, who was also a composer. See, I didn't even know what the sport. The, sport. <laughs> the composer Frédéric Chopin who was absolutely a great composer of his time. And let's say your grandson then, because he doesn't win in Warsaw, Poland, the competition of the year, then he's discouraged and he says, I never want to see a piano again. I never want to touch it again. And I'm done with it. So then it is our responsibility, how we handle it and how we support him so that he can bridge that little deep moment of his. So when we discover talent, actually, we found a treasure. And I know of people who have great talent, who do something with it and are very successful in what they're doing. And they're so burnt out that they don't want to be talented anymore. And they have other talents as well, but they're so busy in the main talent that brings them money and that's very flourishing for them over the past 30 years that they don't have time to flourish the other talents, but they're so bored of them. So now... That particular gentleman is in the process of transforming himself and sliding from one talent into the other by letting others take over what he built very successfully so that he will have more time freed so he can dedicate more time to the talents unknown to the public. Mm? Yeah, and I guess that must be a thing if you've got several things that you're passionate about, but often we do get hooked into spending the majority of our time on the thing that generates income. Obviously, in the world that we live in, we need to have an income in order to pay for the things we need to survive at the very least. And so a certain amount of time has to be put to that. There are a lot of ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And just as your friend is doing, it is possible to build something and scale it so that it doesn't consume all your time. Mm. And that does take a certain type of personality to want to do that. Mm. But even if that's not you, there are always options. And like we've said before, one of Davies' favourite sayings, there's an infinite pool of infinite possibilities. So anything is possible if you can open your mind to it. And maybe the job you're in now is not going to be the job you're in 12 months. So what? 
open yourself up to change. Change, I believe, is a good thing if we look at it the right way. It doesn't need to be scary. I would like to just remind everybody that we always have choices. And you know what? Whether you're super talented or you're not, also know that you can get there with your choices and hard work, whatever it is that you want for yourself. That is entirely possible. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Usually I don't like to speak about myself or my talents, but I speak about it now. I feel it's my responsibility to maybe put a little light on it. I was born as well with a few talents. And over the span of my lifetime so far, I was fortunate to express myself through these talents. And when I realized that one thing didn't fit me anymore because the industry was just rotten and quite corrupt, then I switched to the next talent and expressed myself in that. Then I found out that was also quite corrupt. And <laughs> then now I'm still living both of these talents and I do it for enjoyment and not to make a career out of it. Now, sometimes talents are hidden. I did not know as a little girl that one day I would speak to millions of people around the globe, although I knew that I loved humans and I wanted to help them. And I found a way how that talent, because helping humans unstoppably, I think is also a gift. Not all of us have it. Most likely our world would look very different if there were more of us having that talent or living that talent. Maybe we all have it but only few live it. And I came to the realization just a few years ago that actually I'm so grateful that there are ways that I can live my talents in different ways that are not mainstream marketed. I can give an example. I have a talent of writing lyrics and I have a talent of writing poetry. And sometimes it overcomes me and then I'm just spitting out 12 poems in 10 days and I feel exhausted because it's physical work for me. It's almost like giving birth. And I'm capable of doing this in three languages. Now, how is that of any value? Most likely it has no value to most people because it's not going to be published yet. Okay, it's just another poetry. Who cares? But there are specific people who are very interested and who are very touched by it that are then moving into directions that are more inspired than they felt for a long time. Now, To me, that's already satisfactory. I'm no longer looking for, okay, so now it will be recognized. Honestly, I do not care. And I mean it. I do it for my own joy. And of course, there are things that are well known or that are circulating on the internet. And I know it's mine. Many people don't know that it has anything to do with me. And I'm totally okay with it. So whoever has any talent that's hidden there within, live it because the talent is there because it wants to be alive and you are the one who can allow it to be alive no matter what other people think, say, judge, misjudge, gossip, bully, no matter. Do it for your own enjoyment because it is there for a reason. And even if the sole reason is that you enjoy the time while you practice or while you utilize that talent and live it and allow it to be alive. Now, another business aspect, though, when somebody has that spark of light and feels so intrigued by something and has so much fun 
doing something, most likely they will do it more often. When they do it more often, they practice more often. Therefore, consequentially, they will be much better at it. So I have rarely seen someone who really loves something, does it frequently, practices it frequently, becomes really good at it, and is not monetizing it in one way or the other. Oh, hello. That would be us. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're the exception. <laughs> well, because we do this to help people, not to monetize. I understand. And it is a challenge to continue doing it because it also needs to be financed. We also need financing for production. We have post-production costs that are through the roof at times. Keeping up the website, all the web development that's going on in the background, the programming and the transcripts. Sooner or later, I do believe that there will be people appreciating it as an energy exchange. And because we are living in a financial world as well, It will happen through a monetary energy exchange for all the efforts that we are putting in serving humanity. Yes, with someone ethically aligned, I believe it will come to pass too. It just made me laugh at that minute when you were saying that and we're the example, probably a rare example too. I'm sure there are people out there that podcast just for fun. Yes. But I'm not sure if they put the same amount of resources and dedication into it. I doubt it. That we have done yeah. in order to reach as many people as we can. 90 countries now, listeners. Thank yes. you. Yay. We're so close to my goal of 100. I'm feeling very confident that we're going to make it this year. So Were you finished with your thought? I'm sorry, because I've just interrupted it completely. (laughs) Well, we're having a conversation here and I very much appreciate the back and forth because it's also inspiring. Look, back to our talent. You and I, we have a great talent, especially together. Humbly, I think the two of us, we match like the pea and the pod or the pot and the lid. And it also requires talent from both ends, from both participants and that we live it. Now, is it fulfilling? Absolutely, yes, to me. And I know that for you too, because we exchanged that in private. We did not start to make a money machine. If it will prosper into producing financial income and financial revenue, fine. But that was not our goal. Remember that conversation we had in early summer 2020, where you asked me who is our avatar, meaning who is our target audience, and I could not answer. And you said, yeah, but we must know. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, we want to embrace the globe. And we both agreed upon that. And that's what exactly happened. That's what's happening. You from down under and me from up over. That's exactly, even geographically, we're doing it. Yes. And there will be an energy exchange. Every time we record, I already feel it. And there will be more and more. And the feedbacks that we're receiving from listeners, the emails we're receiving, the posts that are being shared, the groups that are growing. The lives that are transforming. I'd say that is gigantic. Now, the question is, is it solely talent? (laughs) I do believe that our listeners, when you go back to episode one in 2020, it launched on August 18th. You will hear a difference because we became better and better because not only our equipment became much better and professional, but we practiced. So 
even if you feel that you have never ever had a talent, find what really spirits your soul. Find what sparks you. Find what really moves you. Emotion. When your energy is in motion, that really moves something in you. Find it. And when you start celebrating it, then you already allow others to celebrate it with you. And please, I rarely say stop, but stop minimizing your talents because that is very saddening, I believe, to the talents themselves. Yeah, I think that's a great place to end actually because I think that we are conditioned to make ourselves smaller, to be too aware of how other people feel. But this is something that we should do for ourselves. As you said, do it for your own joy. And I say, do what lights you up because that's yours. And it doesn't matter what anybody else's opinion of it is. It only matters that it's your joy. And if you haven't found what it is, Get out there and try some things. Be excited about it because there is something out there waiting for you. You just haven't found it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't say I have a talent for art, but I enjoy the process and letting some creativity out and I'm evolving a style over the years of practicing it. And so I enjoy it quite a lot, but I just do that for myself. I very rarely show anybody. I've got a couple of things hanging, but I'm in a rental, so I can't put hooks up. So most of them are in a box. But the point of it is that I didn't even know I liked art until I was in my 40s when my sister encouraged me to just try some charcoals. And that evolved into learning how to paint and working with different mediums. And it's been great fun. So you're not always going to know what it is Some people do intrinsically know and other people don't. So we just want to encourage you to try things and to see how you feel. Let's make sure that we all take this piece of time to nurture ourselves. Mm, I 100% agree. Also, a good way to find your talent is go back in time. What was it back then that you actually enjoyed doing and stopped because somebody made a comment or somebody judged it? or misjudged it, or you felt embarrassed, or you felt caught, or you felt, ah, no, it's stupid, nobody's going to like it. Go into your past. There are many little stepping stones that you can stand up on and rejoice. Hmm? Great place to end that. I love it. That's it from us this week. We'll be talking to you soon. We are bold and blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Please share our podcast with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place. For you, for us, for future generations. Visit us at baldandblonde.live to get freebies, give feedback, and even support us with as little as $1. Talk to you soon.